hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. For two blokes talking tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two blokes talking tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. We absolutely <laughs> have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two blokes talking tech. Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 36, Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Trend Micro, Netgear and Samsung. Thank you to those great companies for their support. And joining me, as always, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How are you going? Mate, fantastic. And oh, you know what? I'm really looking forward to this show because we don't, we've got some really interesting and diverse things to talk about tonight. Now, not just your standard smartphones and stuff. There's some really good things to talk about tonight. So let's get straight into it. You know, mate, time kind of flies in this little world we're living in, and it does feel like a good couple of weeks ago that the Motorola Razr was launched and we were there and we got one to play with and whatnot. But I think we didn't even talk about it last week because we didn't have it. And it's it's a bloody good phone. We uh, the, the launch was predictable because we knew what the event was. We knew what the phone was. But to actually go hands-on with this device really is what you have to do. It's one of those encouraging things you have to say to people. Don't just look at the phone in, in a, in a catalogue or on a website. You've got to go to a store and hold this thing because this is... Very big. It's a very big phone to hold. It's a very thin and light phone to hold. The build quality is fantastic. Um, and frankly, the features are, are very rich. This is a really top-line smartphone. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those phones that I, I know in the time, in the week and, and a half or so that, that uh, I've been using it, uh, like you, uh, people have actually stopped me in the street and asked me, geez, what, what sort of phone is that? So it's, it is quite large. It's 4.3-inch mm. screen. But yet, on the other hand, it's quite thin, like 7.1 millimeters. Uh, when the first thing I, that people say when I put it in their hand, they say, "Wow, that, that the, the, it feels really good in your hand." Uh, it's got the Kevlar uh, coating on the back. It's sort of uh, uh, really, really nice fit in your hand. Uh, really fast. Camera is excellent. Mm. Uh, it's got a lot of great features too, which we'll discuss in a sec. But uh, it, it is up there now with sort of among the best smartphones on the market. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I, I put this alongside iPhone 4S and Samsung Galaxy S2, and probably the Sony Xperia Arc. Although there's a new one of that coming out, which will probably punch right along the weight with these guys. But really, those three—the Galaxy, the, the Razer, and the iPhone 4S—are the other contenders. And you're really basically choosing your camp, whether you're an Apple or, or an Android person, and going from there. Look, mm. a couple of really key things about this and there's there's two key features of this phone that are that are unique uh, that, that that others don't have there's probably plenty but these are the two that come to mind and we'll talk about them um, the the moto cast and and the smart yeah. action so moto cast you plug the phone into your computer at home or at work or all of your computers you have and it basically sets it up as a as a as a computer that the phone can can, can communicate with remotely so I'm driving to work the the other day and I went rather than listen to the radio I launched music I launched Motocast, as in a directory, and it showed me all the songs on my home computer. I click play, and it's streaming the songs from my home computer over the internet through the mobile phone company to my mobile phone. 
That's handy, isn't it? Because like we've all heard of, you know, the stuff you can do in the cloud. These, yeah. these kinds of things are already out there. But what I like about this is that you're not entrusting your content to anyone else. It's coming directly from your computer, which I think is a really good uh, good thing to point out with this feature. Definitely, and you know, you've got to contend with the data costs and everything like that. So keep those things in mind. But just in terms of accessibility, you know, your files, all those different things can be available on the go from this device. So that's a very cool feature, and really, it's a well, it's a good execution of the feature. It's not clumsy, it's not clunky, it's very easy mm. to understand. The other one is yep. the smart actions, and, and this kind yeah. of blew me away when they announced it, because I, I, it's one of those ones where you go, why doesn't everyone do that? Especially, quite frankly, Apple. You know, this <laughs> is a company that, that prides itself on user interface and usability. The, the, the base, basic premise of smart actions is you can give it commands, and on that command it will do certain things. So, for example, you can say, when I am at home, you set a location via GPS, um, and it is after 11 o'clock at night, turn my ringtone off, turn my, my Bluetooth off, turn everything off so you're saving battery and you know, you're know you not waking up or anything like that. So it does things based on potentially where you are or what time of day or what yeah. day of the week it is. Very configurable and, and frankly, very good. I, I, I use this quite a bit and I actually, what the biggest advantage I found with this, with smart actions, was that it added a lot, it added a, about half a day to the battery, I think, because I set it so that it would it would turn my Wi-Fi off when I got home, uh, oh, sorry, when I got, you know, when I left the house, yep. uh, turn the Bluetooth on when I got in the car and then off again uh, when I got home. Hmm. So those little things that you normally forget to do that, that can tax your battery, yep. it was doing in the background on its own. And and then even when the battery was sort of running at a low, like down to 20 30%, it then kicked other actions into place. So it would turn off background syncing. It would make sure Wi-Fi, GPS, all those other things were off. So added up, it, it did... Uh, for me personally, added up to another half day of battery. I got I got more ne- nearly two full work days, not quite two days, but it, it you did see the pro- the the prolonged battery life because of the smart actions. I'm not going to say it's the best battery or the worst battery of a smartphone. I'm just going to say it's as good as any other smartphone battery. The other key little feature about this uh, that I'll mention is. The water resistance. It's not waterproof. You can't dunk it in a, in a in a bucket of water. But you yep. can ease. There's no problem with this. Gets the odd splash here and there. And mate, just because I didn't see it, but you did it. But you explained it to me. Explain to me how they demonstrated to that well, to us I, at the launch. Yeah, this this there's a coating on the on the on the razor, um, and what basically it means is that if water hits the device, it beads on the surface rather than hmm. sort of running running across the surface. So they demonstrated this at the launch with a tissue. Now, they, this tissue was coated with this special waterproof, I think it was SP1, I can't remember the name for it, but they, it was a, like, I felt the tissue, it felt like a normal tissue, they dipped it in water, fully submerged it in the water, took it out again, and the water ran off it, as it, it like, like water off a duck's back, it just, nothing was there. So the, the Motorola duck ran off onto the onto the tabletop. So, <laughs> if if they can do that, if your phone can withstand that kind of water, not that you're going to dunk it in a, a, a bottle of water or anything, but how many times have you heard of people dropping coffee or you know, you, uh, mm. the, you know spilling water? These that sort of thing is normally fatal uh, on many occasions for a normal smartphone. Now you can just wipe this thing off and keep, get on with it, and it's not only coated outside but on the inside as well. Have you tried to take the back off? Well, no, you can't. It's sealed. Hmm. Uh, that, and it's that's sealed. the thing. This is the thing. Uh, it, isn't it interesting to you how Apple cops grief for a device that you can't take the battery out of? But no one, yeah. no one bags Motorola for that. 
Well, I think they did that just to keep it thin. But um, you, you, there is a, a little hatch down the left-hand side yeah. for your SIM card and the the micro SD card because and, this and I'm is happy only with that. 16 gigabytes internal memory. So I've got uh, no drama with it. I don't have a need to take the back off. I just thought it was interesting that no one else bags it. Look, I think it's a top quality phone, mate. And I, I um, I'm really impressed with it. It really does bring Motorola back into the market. I think it they does. I they think should be very proud trying of to it. recapture Razer <laughs> back in 2004 or 2005. Remember, everyone wanted to get their hands on the Razer mm. flip phone, which at the time was quite a thin phone. Yep. They're trying to re- go back to the future. I- I've written in my review on Tech Guide uh, to recapture that success and that glory, and I think they've done it. I think the Razer is back. I think it is too, mate. You can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we all love our digital radios, Trevor. Ooh, I know yeah. you're a fan and I'm a fan. I, I love listening to digital radio. Uh, and one of the one of the brands that's actually one of the best sellers around the world is the Pure One Classic. Now, yep. it's been around a little while. But what they've done, they've actually released Series 2. And what it brings to the table is the ability to record, which is uh, a great new feature. So you can now set it pretty much like a, like a little mini set-top box with your television. So you, you can set it for a one-off recording you can set it to record once a week every day uh, and then when you want to play it back you can you can play it pause it rewind it uh, as if you're listening to to your own file so I think it adds like not only is it provide the crystal clear sound of your digital radio the information back and forth on uh, the digital display but that ability to record I think it puts this one over the top couple of things because I do have a fair bit of background in digital radio pure had a recording digital radio back in 2003 it was called the bug ugly thing in the history of the world but it actually had an SD card slot so you could record it was so innovative it was fantastic and and my understanding was they stopped bringing it out because of import and duty taxes because it could record the other interesting thing to point out is this, this is not the first the Grundig Replay which is already at market has this capability and the one thing that the Grundig Replay has over the pure classic one is it has EPG. So if you turn your radio on and you listen to the ABC, for example, you can you can look on the screen at what programs are coming up and you can choose them to record by program, which is a very advanced feature. And I think pure need to jump in the EPG wagon. But as a very basic entry to the to the recording market, the pure classic one is a uh, is a fantastic unit, and it's very exciting that they've brought it to market with the record function. Interesting to see how um, how many people pick it up and enjoy that function. And, and feature and uh, um, yeah no yeah, pure pretty good price too it's only $169 so it's Great affordable if, if you do like want to record your favourite programs uh, you can use the listen later function there and yep. uh, and get into it but uh, yeah it's it's there's also obviously FM tuner on board as well there's an alarm in, in it uh, you can set 30 presets so it's got all those features you find on your regular digital radio auxiliary import to connect an MP3 or your iPod yep. uh, and it is if you want to buy the charge pack to make it truly portable, that's an extra $79. So uh, not a bad little buy there if you want to record. You know, if you can't stand to miss your favourite radio programs, now you can record them. The Pure Classic One available at Tech Guide or information available at techguide.com.au. Woo! 
And we thank our good friends at Netgear for their continued support of Two Blokes Talking Tech. And I want to tell you this week again about the Universal Wi-Fi Range Extender, the little little device. It's a, it's like a big double adapter for you plug it into a PowerPoint and it literally finds your existing Wi-Fi network. You connect it by the press of a button and it becomes an extension of that network. So if you've got a two-story home or a or a you know wide footprint home, you could put this device basically in between your your router and the in the the area of the of the home that's uh, you know not getting the best Wi-Fi reception. Connect it up, press a couple of buttons, and you've got a new Wi-Fi network extended to the other area of the house. It's a fantastic little product called the Netgear Universal Wi-Fi Range Extender. Check it out now. More information at netgear.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, uh, announcement this morning from Apple that um, the popular GarageBand software that um, we've seen on the Mac for, for a long time and uh, earlier this year was released for the iPad is now available on the iPhone and the iPod Touch. And, mate, oh, you know, for five ninety five, if you don't already have it, this is a great, fun piece of kit. If you just love mucking around with music and you're playing air guitar or whatever, <laughs> you've got to get into this thing. What I like about it is, though, you, you don't. You, if I haven't got a musical bone in my body, okay, I've got to tell you now. And I can pick this app up, and there is keyboards, drums, guitars, and basses, and and you can create music. It's incredible. Imagine it anyone with a bit of talent, what they could do with this kind of thing. So you can plug an electric guitar in there to record your voice. And this is a little now that it's available for the iPod, iPod Touch, and the iPhone. It's it literally puts a recording studio in your pocket. And and if you already own the app. Uh, on the iPad, this is a free upgrade. update for yeah. your iPhone, iPhone and iPod Touch. So, if even whether you're into your music or not, it is a fun app to have. Exactly, I, I encourage you to get it if you've got an iPhone. It's only five ninety five. It's great fun. The kids will love it, and literally, you're playing keyboards, drums, whatever you like, guitars, and they've got smart instruments so that you can actually you don't have to know how to strum a guitar. You can just press buttons, and you're getting great chords. So, check it out at the App Store, Garage Band from Apple. <laughs> Now, here at Two Blokes Talking Tech, we love talking about world firsts. Absolutely. Sony has come up with a world first this week. It's the world's first digital binoculars. Now, we were told about this at the uh, Sony event a couple of months ago. That's right, we were. uh, And... It, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been released uh, this month, in November, uh, and what it is, it's the Sony DEV5. Now, digital binoculars. So what it does, it basically ties in their optics and their their technology they use in their video cameras. Mm-hmm. So it provides up to 20 times magnification, which is up there with sort of the high-level, high-powered binoculars on the market. But what, what it offers in uh, as a point of difference is the fact that because it uses uh, the electronics and the optics, it offers things that other binoculars can't, like image stabilization yes so you, you can have the, the what you're looking at is quite it's not bumping around it's, it's actually quite quite still um, but on top of that uh, it also provides the ability to record what you're watching too so you can record oh. it in either 2d or even in 3d as well crazy stuff I mean the application for this just at you know a good sporting event where some people love their binoculars to get right in on the action is very cool and the image stabilization is a fantastic feature I think I'd love to play around with it because I think it would do your head in if you're if you're glancing between the binoculars and the real play you really would need to focus through the binoculars otherwise you'd be getting this sort of weird reality happening but uh 
great feature and the ability then to press a button and record what a cool yeah, thing this is great I, I think this is like we, we've all seen how smartphones have really sort of taken over that low-end video camera market like who's going to buy a video a, a cheap video camera when you when your smartphone can shoot full hd yeah i think this is the kind of product like it's not cheap it's 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 a $1,999 but i think going forward this is i reckon this could be the future of the video camera like it's really comfortable to hold all the controls are at the top of the device it shoots 3d so it creates a left and right image in high definition you can play mm. it back on your high def tv your 3d tv as well so i think if video cameras might have to evolve sort of to, in this direction then to sort of stay relevant in the market there it is the sony digital binoculars and uh all that and more techguide.com.au And we'd like to thank our good friends at Samsung for their support of Two Blakes Talking Tech. And the Samsung Galaxy S2 is one of the most popular Android phones on the market. 4.3 Super AMOLED Plus screen, one of the one of the brightest and clearest screens you'll see on a smartphone. It's also one of the quickest with a dual-core processor. It's very slim design too, only 8 0.49 millimeters, which is really skinny, uh, but it's also got a, a range of apps. And one of them I want to talk about this week is the Samsung Music app. Now you can use the Galaxy S2 to uh, install the Music Hub app uh, and stream. Uh, music, unlimited amount of music. There's a free trial uh, for the for the two months once you download the app, so you can da- stream uh, as much music as you like. You can even cache a number of songs of up to 200 mm. songs on the device. So if you happen to be cut off from Wi-Fi or 3G, you can still enjoy your music. So check out the Samsung Galaxy S2, one of the most popular smartphones on the market. And for more information, head to samsung.com.au. Speaking of first and exclusive, I would suggest we're the first podcast in the world to talk about the Xbox Wireless Speed Wheel. Now, it's actually a really kind of weird name for it, but uh, what it is, is a steering wheel for your Xbox. Now, you would know most steering wheels of up until now have been the kind that you originally clamp onto your desk, and then they had the ones that you could put on your lap, and they had kind of a lap sort of feeling to them, and then they, they kind of went to the lounge, so you, you sit back, you don't really have to have them on your lap. But they've normally got, you know, a set of pedals and the steering wheel and then maybe even a gear shift. But the wireless speed wheel from Xbox is fifty nine ninety five. It's available now at, you know, big games retailers and all those kind of places. Let me describe it to you. It's just a big U. So it's a big U, <laughs> kind of the size of your hand spaced out. And you okay. hold it in your hand. You've got your two fingers still, still controlling the accelerator and brake like you normally would. And the um, you know the the four coloured buttons on one finger and the and the uh, pad control on the other other thumb, and you just turn the wheel uh, like you would uh, you know a normal steering wheel, and it's wireless and it's detecting the movement of the wheel to steer the car. Okay, Fantastic. just give you a good like one thing I've I've tried a lot of these steering wheels, probably not as many as you. I know you're one of the biggest yeah. car racing gaming fans in the world, <laughs> uh, but th- what I've found with a lot of wheels is accuracy is so important. You you need to really feel you need to have the feel for the road in, on the wheel. Does it sort of provide that kind of feedback. I'm going to tell you this. I this is a fun steering wheel. Okay, so I love using it for you know fours or four, just mucking around. When I want, when I want to really sit down and race a car, I sit behind a you know a big proper steering wheel like a Logitech G27. Absolutely. But okay. the problem is, and I had this problem, and it's the reason I bought a PlayStation. I kid you not. When Formula One 2011 came out, I couldn't get 
up a steering wheel for it, for it. There are ones, aftermarket ones you could get. They weren't really fantastic. They're very cheap looking and cheap feeling. This thing feels quality because it's like an Xbox controller and it's from Microsoft. And it, look, you don't get the absolute realism from a you know Logitech you know G4 steering wheel or something, but you get a great steering wheel experience as opposed yeah, right. to stupid bloody driving with your thumbs. Well, you don't drive you your would, car with you your would thumbs. Know. And mate, you would know more than sixty anyone, bucks. So. Sixty bucks. It's this is your, your ultimate Christmas present for uh, for anyone who loves cars and it's got an Xbox. So the Xbox 360 wireless speed wheel. Check it out now for $59.95 um, at all good retailers. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now I'm a big fan of my music and uh, I like to take it with me whenever I travel, wherever I go. Like, mm. But it, it's not always possible to sort of lug along your, your iPod dock or e- even smaller speakers with the dock in place. But I've come across a product called the Wowee One that solved all those problems. Now, this device, it's, it's about the size of a smartphone. It's about, about the size of an iPhone. Yep. And what it does, it's got, it's got a high-frequency speaker on top but it's got a special gel base on the bottom. Now, it uses what it calls gel audio technology. So what it does, the gel base, when it sits on a surface, it actually uses that surface to reflect the sound and amplify the sound. Too. Oh. So from a relatively small device, you're getting a surprisingly large sound. And being gel on the bottom, there's very little vibration. So the, the music can be sent through to the surface and then re- resonate around the room. I've, I've found this. I've been using it on various surfaces. And you can even use it. I tried it on a, on a set of drawers. So what it does, when it's sitting on those set of drawers, it actually uses the air inside the drawers or a cabinet or however you want to try it to enhance the bass as well. So it's like having a subwoofer, wow. turning your, your drawers or your cabinet into a subwoofer. Now, this isn't going to replace your home theater system or <laughs> you know if you're, you're in your high-end audio, but for, for the size of this device and the price, it is su- surprisingly good results you get out of it. Fantastic! And what's the price? About a hundred bucks. Well, it's the there's two versions. There's a, there's the one classic, which is ninety nine ninety five, and there's the the one slim, which is one hundred thirty nine ninety five. They're available at JB Hi-Fi now. I I really encourage anyone who likes to sort of take their music on the road. Like if you, I travel a fair bit and I like to have some music in my hotel room when I'm riding or whatever. I, I've been using this all week and. I was so surprised that this thing had no right to produce the sound it did, <laughs> being so small, but it did. So anyone who wants to check it out, I've reviewed it on Tech Guide. Uh, there's pictures of it there and a little YouTube video of it of it being demonstrated. But go to JB Hi-Fi. They, they've got, they're selling them exclusively around Australia. And get them to demonstrate it. You'll be very surprised by the results. Wowie one mini speaker. And check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen and Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to us by Trend Micro. Trend Micro Maximum Security is your all-in-one security solution which protects your devices and your data. Only Trend Micro uses cloud technology so they can stop cyber threats before they reach a computer. Now, the latest version of Trend Micro Maximum Security 
security uses less than half the disk space and memory of other security products, so it won't slow your computer down. Don't you hate that when it when when no. other security products do that? Anyway, it's available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Officeworks, Dick Smith, The Good Guys, and all other authorised resellers. And for more information, visit trendmicro.com.au. Now, I mean, you know, you've played rugby league professionally. I clearly am a just an absolute sporting <laughs> specimen, as you know. Uh, I think I found a, a, a time that I could beat in a triathlon. I've never no. tried a triathlon, but I reckon I could do the 230-kilometer triathlon in less than 166 hours. Do you reckon I could do that? <laughs> Absolutely, you could. So, but there has been a record set here. A, a, a robot has completed a triathlon. 230 kilometers in 166 hours and 56 minutes. Now, this thing is a very small, tiny little robot that Panasonic have built basically to show off their e-Volta range of, uh, of batteries. Now, it's, it's just a fun little thing which basically, you know, the legs um, rotate up and down and they've got three little devices that, that they can sit it on. One is a bike, one is a kind of a, a keel so it can swim and the other one is a like a hamster wheel that it, that it runs in and they literally put it <laughs> to the test over a 230-kilometre triathlon course wow. and, uh, you know, it did the it did the 5 hours and 36 minutes. It took, did a 3.8K run, 97 hours it took to, to do the uh, the bike section and uh, 63 hours to do the 42-kilometre marathon and it, run. And it was just running on the that e-volta battery that's it now I, this is the interesting thing in the press release I couldn't find anywhere how many times I had to change the battery <laughs> so I'm not convinced they. Did, I don't think they did it in the in the whole thing on one battery but it, you know did you have to subject to a drug test afterwards <laughs> I, you know what that is an excellent point I think we should we should appeal the decision but uh, it's just a fun little thing and I, I just it's nice to see technology being pushed to its limits and this is the kind of thing that makes companies push each other so always is this going to replace the Energizer Bunny mate what's the story well that's the point should we get the Energizer Bunny in a pool I think we get him the Panasonic triathlon robot and the Energizer Bunny. Get him head to head. That's it. Let's get him in a ring. Death match. But yeah, exactly. Bugger the running. Let's get him in a ring together. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the Panasonic E Volta robot finished the Hawaii Iron Man triathlon. Good on you, little robot. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, if anyone has updated their iPhone to iOS 5 or may have purchased the brand new iPhone 4S, they will find that the in, the operating system, the iOS 5, has more than 200 new features. Now, not everybody knows uh, what all those 200 features are. We know the main oh. ones. But I've pointed out, I've written a little story on techguide.com.au, uh, which points out some of the hidden features of iOS 5. I've listed seven. We'll go through them very quickly. Oh, yes. The first one is iMessage. iMessage oh, basically allows people who are running iOS 5 to send free text messages. Now, by free, I mean they don't use the cellular network. They actually are sent as data. Have you tried this, Trevor? Oh, mate, I use it all the time. It's really interesting. Here's a couple of great interesting things about it. Obviously, I can communicate with my wife now for free because we've both got iPhones. What's even more interesting is when you know when someone with an iPhone has upgraded to iOS because it comes through as an iMessage. So when you're iMessaging someone, it sends it as a blue message as opposed to a green message, text message. What's even more interesting is because you can have multiple devices. I was chatting the other night with someone on my iPad and I was using my Motorola Razr today or yesterday I switched back to the iPhone and I watched in real time as my, my conversation came back through the iPhone it was replayed in front of me <laughs> but you can not only send text but you can also send pictures to each other So that's, a, and video too like my daughter's got it on her iPod Touch 
So uh, she's enjoying that as well. So a great new feature. Yep. One of the other ones is the split keyboard. Crucial. This is a really interesting one because... People, this is especially uh, useful on the iPad. Now, the, the iPhone's small enough for you to type with one finger, one hand, or whatever. With the with the iPad, have you ever tried to type with two hands oh, on that stupid. keyboard? It it's can impossible. be a bit difficult. Now, what the split keyboard does, as its name suggests, it splits the keyboard in half and puts one half, the, each half, to the yep. side of the screen. So, well within thumb range. Thumb range. And, and it works in both portrait and landscape. This is an easy thing. And it's very, very easy to do. If you've upgraded your iPad to iOS, Five, there's a, there's that little button that you you get rid of the keyboard down the bottom right hand corner. You just press that button, hold it, and slide up, and bingo, your keyboard separated. Split keyboard. How about this one, Trevor? Hourly weather forecast. Did you know this? Whenever you call up the when you look at the weather widget mm-hmm. and you look at that day's weather, slide your finger down that day, and what it'll does, it'll pop open another, the, it extend that window so you can see hour by hour weather no. forecast. It oh, does. Uh, you should uh, try it. Who, listen, let's not kid ourselves. Who's doing that? I'll just ask Siri for that. Well, you can do that as well, but <laughs> if you want hourly weather forecast, it does it for that particular day. You can get hour by hour forecast. So if it's a brilliantly sunny day, you want to see if it's going to rain, if there's going to be a subtly change or rain that night, you can now with the hourly forecast. Perfect. But let's move on. How about remote control picture capture? Now, one of the features of iOS 5 is the now the it uses the volume up key as the mm-hmm. capture key on your camera. Yep. Now, when you plug in your earphones, your iPhone earphones, which has got the little inline remote control, <gasps> you'll be surprised to find out that you, if you want to keep the, the phone absolutely still, you don't want to actually have to touch the phone to take the photograph, you can use the headphone volume up button as the uh, capture key. Didn't realize the, the 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 one on the headphones work as well. Brilliant. It does too. Now, now the next here, one. How about the next this typing? is this is a genius one. And interestingly, the next one is a very something I used to use a lot on my BlackBerry. Aha. You so you you explain it, man. I want you to tell I want you to tell everyone. You're very good at this. The shortcut. So what what it does, it lets you Typing on a, on a digital, on, on a touch screen can be time-consuming, yep. uh, you know, especially if you're typing the same name or same phrases. You can actually set up shortcuts. So yep. the example I used on my story on Tech Guide, the phrase, on my way, yep. can be shortened. You can set up a shortcut. Whenever you type OMW, it will know that you mean on my way, and it will insert that in your email or your text message, and you can set up as many of those as you like. My, my example is I have one set up. So if I type TLE, it puts my email address, Trevor Long email. If I just type um, TLM, it'll, it'll change my TL into a Trevor Long. So a very simple way of just expanding a couple of letters into a couple of words. Totally. Now, I don't, I'm not a I'm not a huge emoticon person putting no. smiley faces and frowny faces on my emails and on my messages. I don't know about you, Trevor, but no. this the, to do this on an iPhone, you used to have to uh, in, use outside apps, so third party apps. But Apple with iOS five has actually included an emoji keyboard in the setup. So you could, when when you're in a message, to the left of the of the space bar is a little picture of a globe. If you t- touch that, it will access the keyboards that you've activated. And the emoji keyboard can be one of those keyboards. So simple press of that, you've got all your smiley faces, frowny faces, surprise faces, all of those at your fingertips. Drum roll, please. Your last advice for hidden Lucky features love. of iOS 5. 
is alternate routes. Mm. Now, what this does, whenever you want to plot a route from point A to point B, it used to just give you one way you could go. Yeah, now, with right. iOS 5, it gives you alternate routes, up to three routes I've seen. Uh, so, it, it now presents whichever route, uh, it, it presents all the different routes, and all you need to do is to press on the route which you prefer, and it will highlight that for you to follow. So, there you have it, the hidden features of iOS 5. And who would have thought to get an alternate route There'd be an app for that. <laughs> Someone had to Absolutely. say it, didn't they? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Good call. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, Cracker Show, thank you to Netgear, Samsung and Trend Micro, mate. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by those great companies. You can find us at Two Blokes Talking Tech. You can download us from iTunes and you can uh, listen to my other podcast, uh, Talkback Technology on Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com. And Stephen, we can find you each and every week at... Your Tech Gom or your techguide.com.au. <laughs> I've won. You are you are now part of my empire. No, yeah, really, people. Uh, it is like techguide.com.au. Check it All, out. Uh, most of those stories are actually on the website, but uh, updated every day. Plenty of content, including more stories like the hidden features. A lot of the guide side of Tech Guide is going to be coming out in the next few weeks. And you can contact Stephen there as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you next week, Steve. Thank you. 